Traditional definitions of business, entrepreneurship, and success have historically been reserved for cishet white men. And home-based businesses are often run by the rest of us. Whether you're focused on finances, freedom, friendship, or fun within your business, you get to make the rules and define your own success. And that is feminist as fuck. Welcome to F-Words. Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm your life and business coach now. Today, we're doing something special. Rather than a traditional episode of my podcast, where I either rant about some feminist shit or interview a feminist entrepreneur about how social justice and anti-oppression is woven into the foundational principles of their business, I'm sharing an episode of my friend, personal trainer, and spiritual mentor, Tandy Gutierrez's podcast, The Magic Spark. Tandy and I go way back, way. I'm talking over two decades. We went to school together at Stevens College, a small liberal arts women's college in Columbia, Missouri, where feminism was injected into our veins at every turn. (laughs) Seriously, it was included in the curriculum of pretty much every class that we would write a paper about a notable woman in the field related to said class biology, algebra, philosophy, all of it. And we had the delicious pleasure of learning mostly from women. The instructors and administration weren't exclusively women, but the entire staff of the college was made up of primarily women. That is not to say that coming hot off of the 1990s, the college wasn't majoritively white feminism in the early 2000s. It was. And it's not to say that there isn't an extremely problematic history of the college. There is. What's also true is that both Tandy and I had the beautiful pleasure of receiving an incredible education, both formal and informal, that was geared toward empowering us as women in ways that set the tone for how we've each navigated dismantling our own internalized biases and oppression and woven that into the work we each do in the world. Tandy and I were both in the performing arts at Stevens, and we were actually in a rendition of the Rocky Horror Show together. With some other notable folks, that show was incredible. Tandy was also my first Pilates teacher. I would get up at 5am to drive across town for a 5.30 class twice a week, maybe three times. And in 2013, she launched her online membership platform for Pilates. When she reached out to me about it a couple months after it opened, I was delighted to have the opportunity to have her perspective on body movement back in my life. Yes, I had continued with Pilates off and on with some attempts to transition to things like yoga, which is not my jam, or cycling, which is fun and pretty, but ultimately not as useful for my body. But Tandy's approach is exactly the medicine my autoimmune body loves to receive. A year ago, I decided to incorporate the spiritual component of her work into my own spiritual journey, and what I've learned and experienced has been incredibly healing. So why am I sharing this episode of The Magic Spark with you this week? Because I'm on it! Another of Tandy's mentees, Deanna Eshelman and I, sat down with Tandy last week to discuss our experiences with her magical mentoring program. And I'm delighted to let you a little further into my personal world and what I do behind the scenes to care for and nourish myself so that I can live my best life and show up for my clients in the fullest expression possible. After listening, if you want to explore what it means to work with Tandy, I encourage you to do so. Check her out. She's on Instagram at Tandy underscore Gutierrez. Her podcast is The Magic Spark in all the main places. 
And I now have affiliate links to her programs that I'll include in the show notes and my link tree on socials because her work is that good. I'm putting my actual stamp of approval on it and that's not something I take lightly. So without further ado, here's the latest episode of Magic Spark. Welcome to the Magic Spark. I'm your host and personal wellness witch, Tandy Gutierrez. This podcast is for the open-hearted magic makers seeking to cultivate consistent self-evolution, or as I like to call it, self-revolution. It aims to be a home base for continually stumbling upon things that ignite the healing spark in you, be that practical or magical. Now, let's see what that spark is for you in today's episode. My dear magic makers, welcome to a very special bonus episode, episode 41. What does a bonus episode mean? Basically, there's no format. We're just flying by the seat of our pants. There are two sparkling souls I want you to meet and to hear from. So here we are. We're going to chat and share and explore to support you on your path, dear listener. One of my core beliefs is that our stories are deeply important and that sharing them, communicating, and listening deeply to them and to each other is massively powerful for healing, not only for ourselves, but for the collective. So today is an experience of my guest sharing an experience of theirs. And I know that they'll glean something new for themselves and their path forward um, by sharing today. And I know, my dear listener, that you will catch a spark that ignites a new perspective, a shift of concept, a download, or a straight up ah, on your empowerment path. This episode is really special to me because this has been an idea for over a year. And so, yes, that means it has been swimming through the ethers since before I launched this podcast. My thought has been to have clients and mentees join me here on the podcast to simply share their experiences with and through the containers that I hold and the offerings that I have. Like, this isn't life-shattering, right? This is just like, hey, this is what we're doing around here. Um, But there's no way to truly explain magical mentoring or this particular container, it's because it's both really practical and genuinely magical. It is truly intuitive and it has quite a bit of flow to it. There is structure. It's not a free-for-all, but it also unfolds during the process. And the only way to truly know what it's like to embark on magical mentoring, because it's an unknown, um, so that can be scary or weird, you know, and and an unknown is a risk that you're like, oh, that sounds good, but I don't really understand. And so feedback that I've gotten is that, you know, from what actually mentees or those who are interested in mentoring have expressed is that they get really psyched out about magical mentoring and build up a lot of boundaries to it and a lot of no's and stories in their head that it's like, it'll sound like sales coming out of my mouth, you know, when I'm, and so hearing it from those who've been through the process, I think is just a beautiful way to share. Um, So Spoiler alert, you know, this today isn't a reality-based session, 
reality podcasting. But also, spoiler alert, I'm considering that for future episodes. So hang tight on that. Um, this is just straight from the mentees' mouths and their experience. It's a safe way to better understand and to perhaps see if it's a fit for you. So shameless plug, get ready. Fall group magical mentoring. <laughs> It is opening for enrollment next week. Um, and so I'm scheduling exploration calls August 25th through September 3rd. So if today piques your interest, you can head to the link in the show notes below to schedule your 30-minute exploration call with me to begin mentoring in September, September through December of 2023. So my magical mentoring program, she's turning five this fall. Like, what? It is essentially, right? So for those who are like, what the hell is magical mentoring? She keeps talking about it. We're going to have mentees. What is this? It's a coaching container. It's based in the tarot with me as your guide, a mentor, a channel, and space holder. It opens for enrollment twice a year, once in the spring, once in the fall for four months at a time. And so whether it's the one-on-one -on -one format with me or as a group with fellow mentees, the goal is always, always to dismantle internalized patriarchy, heal core wounds, and step into the highest expression of ourselves in this lifetime so far. It's all about no longer dying on the same hills. It's about shadow work about honoring our rage and anger in equal amounts to our joy and abundance and understanding the full spectrum of our soul fragments and leaning into integrating them and honoring flowing the entire spectrum with more grace to allow us to live a life by design versus a life by default. And this happens through the narratives of the witch and typically the dark goddesses, Lilith, Hecate, Kalima, but be clear, Aphrodite is solidly with us these days, as is Mary Magdalene. So it's a true blend of practical and magical healing and empowering tactics and techniques. And truthfully, there is no other program out there exactly like this. Like still. So we're entering year five. I also find it really interesting. I've got to point this out that this is episode 41. Four plus one is five. Five is the number of change and transformation. You got to shift something. You got to make it wonky. So the universe is winking at us already, which I'm really excited about. Um, today, our special guests are two of my mentees, one of whom has been working with me one-on-one -on -one for four years now since the birth of this program, and another who has been in my group container for multiple sessions now. They are both stunning coaches, podcasters, and healers in their own right. And I am beyond excited to have them with me today. I do call and consider them friends and I love them so much. So Kelly Lynn Jewell and Deanna Eshelman, welcome to the Magic Spark. Oh my gosh. Hello. I'm so delighted to be here. <laughs> I'm so excited. I am so excited that I'm like, I have to contain myself. How will I drive this ship today? Because the energy, like the the symbiotic energy that happens, like when we were putting this together, I was like, oh, this is going to be so much. We are also recording this on in the Lionsgate portal. So I know it's not going to air for a little bit, but I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm having to do a pretty good job of containing myself. 
I tried writing some notes during the intro because I was just like, I'm getting so excited. I'm going to just ramble my face off. But that said, I, I couldn't even focus. I'm just so stoked. But yay. yay. Thanks for having us. Oh, my God. Pleasure. Okay. Well, with that, because we are used to spending a lot of time together and communicating and listening and receiving and sharing, I do have some structure in order to keep us on the rails, because I know how windy I can get. Uh, it is me. It's all me. Um, Kelly, would you begin and share your pronouns and a little bit about yourself, whatever you want our listeners to know about you today? Sure. So hello, my name is Kelly Lynn Jewell. My pronouns are she, her. Um, I am ultra feminist. I am ultra queer and I am a life coach. Um, I, my operate, my, my operate, my business operates in two spheres. One is for business and sales coaching and the other is for actual life coaching. Um, and in both containers, the basic premise is like everything about the oppressive systems we live in suck. So let's dismantle what that has done internally so that we can reclaim our own agency. However, we're doing that. So um, when you started offering magical mentoring, not, not when you started offering it, when I started paying attention to magical mentoring and looking at the way you present it, I was like, Oh, well, of course I need to be there. Obviously I need to be there. What do we mean? So, <laughs> I love this. I love you. I love all of that. That's great. Let's take a pause there. We'll bounce over to Diana. Okay. And same for you, my dear. Would you share your pronouns and a little intro uh, about yourself and what you would like our listeners to know about you today? OMG. Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Deanna Eshelman. Um, who am I? It's always an evolving question. Um, currently, I'm a sales witch. So I am working for a certified B Corp in sales. Um, I also used to be a podcaster, might be bringing that back soon. And I read tarot. So I offer tarot readings to folks. Um, and I'm just so thrilled to be here because when I started Magical Mentoring, I was having a huge life transition myself coming out of a 10-year acting career. Um, and so Magical Mentoring has been so beneficial to me transitioning out of that and healing a lot of things that were just under the surface that I didn't even know was there. So that's that's me in a little bit of a nutshell. Is I love the nutshell. And will you share your pronouns with us? Yes, I forgot. She, her are my pronouns. Thank you for asking. Yes. And thank you for sharing. So you both like already kind of like, you know, did the little nugget drops of like magical mentoring and how it entered into your sphere. Um, Let's let's go back to Kelly a little bit here because you were like, "Mm, not when I launched, but when you started paying attention, you were like, "Mm -hmm, I need to pull up a seat at that table. What was going on? Like what, you know, one first drew you to magical mentoring. Like what was that shift in transition? Because we've known each other for a real long time. And, you know, kind of where were you at when you decided to embark on it? Yeah. So, um, 
we have known each other for a real long time. Um, Should we say? It's listening. over 20 years. Let's just I say know. that. For those of you listening, Tandy was my first Pilates instructor when I was an undergrad, fucking a long ass time ago. <laughs> and um, uh, when you first started working in the online space for a membership program, and I think it was a couple of months after you officially launched, you were like, hey, I have this thing. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I get to have you in my living room. What do you mean? Yes, sign me up now. So I I think that it was just posted in the Unicorn Wellness group that I have been in for like my 10 year anniversary the other day, like someday last week or something. So, but um, I hadn't really paid much attention to the magical mentoring stuff that you were offering when you first started talking about it. At that time, I was coaching in a very cognitive heavy space. And so anything that I was putting myself into was to support that. Um, Previously, I mean, I, when we were in college together, I was studying um, theater, ceramics and art history. And then I went to grad school for art history. And my purpose of studying art history was really a way to develop an understanding for myself of like world religions because I'm super visual. And so I wanted to study that through art history and kind of gain an understanding of what all of the different um, foundational principles of religious philosophy, I guess, was and other spiritual non-religious philosophies and develop for myself an understanding of what I believe to be true Um in a spiritual way. And then when I got into the cognitive coaching space, my entire focus shifted away from that. And there was a change in my career path last summer where I, like I I had worked for somebody briefly and then that came to an end. And I was like, okay, well now I am once again, an entrepreneur. I had been an entrepreneur for like 20 years up until like a year and a half prior to that. And so what do I want to do with my own coaching journey to better inform how I show up for my clients? And so I brought spirituality back in, in a way that was um, less classroom based, right? Like I was just looking at different options for how can I learn things in a way that's going to be a little bit more tangible for me and a little bit more flexible, to fit in with the life that I had designed as an entrepreneur. Um, And really at the same time that all of these questions were popping into my brain, it was like within the same week that you started talking about magical mentoring again and like launching it for the fall. And I was like, Oh, that's something that I should pay attention to. Okay. I guess that's where I'm going next. (laughs) The universe was like, yeah, that's kind of the long story trajectory of how I got to the place where magical mentoring really fit into my life and made sense yeah. for what I was doing. Um, and yeah, it was delightful. I mean, it was hard and it was fucking terrible, but it was delightful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold that thought. Um, so when, well, okay. I'm going to, I do this thing. This is what we do in mentoring too, where I ask and re-ask questions like a thousand times. And I always tell new mentees that they're, you know, in their head, their dialogues like, bitch, I just answered that question. I'm like, yes, but I'm rephrasing it. And when you rephrase a question, new things will come out of it. Right. It's like, not because I'm not listening. It's just because there's like refinement. Right. And so, so Kelly, 
but when, like when you started magical mentoring, energetically, personally, emotionally, you know, like all the things, where were you at? Um, I was in a place that I had found myself many times before in a variety of contexts where I had believed one thing and then mm. suddenly been shown something else. Okay. And um, my ground was a little shaky. The ground that I was standing on was a little shaky. And so when I started exploring incorporating spirituality back in and in that moment was when you started talking about the fall session of magical mentoring i was like okay well i actually have a really solid ground with tandy maybe that's a good place to go like that that really was was kind of the the energetic kind of presence of it because you and i go way back and because my my work on the mat with your structure that's like based in Pilates, but there's like so much that goes into it. Yeah. Has really been extremely healing for me. And so I was like, okay, okay, that's where we're going. <laughs> I trust her. Um, I really appreciate you saying that. Earnestly, anytime a client, a mentee, someone says that they trust me, essentially, I mean, you cannot make my soul or my heart any happier than that because a movement-based practice, it's your body is so personal and trusting someone to coach or to train you or to lead you, especially in this noisy, patriarchal, misogynistic culture. Um, so it means a lot to me. Thank you. Plus, I respect you so much, <laughs> so much that... That just is so beautiful. So thank you. Without being too grandiose, right? Because we know we're always healing. We're always evolving. We're never at a final healing point. And our lives are layered, right? Like I know the magical mentoring is not responsible for all the healing and the things in your lives, right? And where would you say you're at right now? After a like in relationship to magical mentoring, so a few sessions of magical mentoring, you started in this space of feeling like you were on shaky ground. You wanted to reintegrate spirituality. Trust is a major issue in life in general, but when you start to enter into, gosh, a spirituality is this another big one? Where do you feel like you're at now with things? Yeah, I mean. Yes, of course, it is true that we are never done healing. There's not like a fucking finish line. It's not a thing. And anybody who believes there is, oh, honey, I'm so sorry to tell you that, that is a lie. Um, <laughs> but I I definitely am more solid and more grounded in um, my approach to many things. But with regard to spirituality, I have a more tangible kind of presence in my life about what that means and with <laughs> with regard to the stuff that I needed to like immediately face some healing stuff for in the first session well then the second session there was some bigger components of that that came up and wildly unexpected <laughs> that I'm I'm still dealing with but now I'm in a a much more grounded place 
with it and a much more, much more of a place of strength with it. Um, in part because I had a container that I could go to, to say like, here's all of this shit respond or don't, but I need a place to dump it, you know? And so then I would get feedback and support and even just like, I hear you from you and the other mentees. And that, I mean, you know, but I will say for the recording and for the people listening, like I firmly believe that collective environments are far more powerful than one-on-one environments. And so just like having a space of, what do I want to say? Like being collectively held was so powerful and so, so valuable. It's like bringing tears to my eyes right now, just to think of of how beautiful the experience of having that has been. Oh, honey, we're all like clutching our hearts on me. <laughs> because, Deanna, we're going to transition to you here in just a second. Um, one, there's a great segue in there eventually, but also this level of trust right of like being able to have a container where you genuinely feel like again we have a voxer group so this is really where the community social aspect happens of communicating with each other and i have clear boundaries on this group like there's an entry to it you can't just start you can't just blab it helps us reprogram how to communicate I'm going to keep saying community in community in safe ways, but actually build this unbelievable trust and bravery, right? Because vulnerability is bravery. That's our foundation. And so the fact that it, it brings tears when we talk about this group, I would, when I start to think about it or try to communicate it with people, I'm like, I cannot explain how powerful this is for people to be held just simply because there's a safe place to say something like it's not crowdsourced coaching. No one needs to solve anybody else's issues. And this is the the point of it, right? Of like learning how to communicate in safe ways where we don't take on other people's shit and we don't assume our shit becomes somebody else's. Like these are big things. This is just big all around. So thank you, Kelly beautiful okay because it's a podcast episode (laughs) awkward transition um maybe not so awkward diana let's go back and have you answer we'll start at that beginning space and you already shared a little bit where okay what drew you to magical mentoring initially and where were you at when you started and i'm gonna preface that again kelly's been in group Deanna's been with me from the very beginning in a one-on-one container. So we threw a little shade at her about the one-on-one versus the group. And then we're going to talk about that because it matters in this episode. So Deanna, will you please share with us? Yes. I was laughing because it's so beautiful what Kelly was saying. And I'm laughing because I'm over here like, I've been doing one-on-one this whole time. (laughs) <laughs> totally. such, a, such a sellout no I'm just kidding it's been an amazing experience and I think it's still very powerful regardless of the container um yeah so let's back it up so 
I'm going to back it up a little bit further before magical mentoring, because I started working with Brie at the School of Betty. And I always give her a lot of credit because she brought me to you, Tandy. And I still love Brie. I still work with Brie on occasion. Um, But I bring her up because she really opened my eyes to coaching in general. And she caught me at a point where I was really feeling out of alignment with acting, specifically with my money, but there was other things as well. And so she suggested I joined Unicorn, join Unicorn Wellness. And I fought so hard. I fought so hard because back as, then, as you all do, <laughs> because back then, and for the listeners who don't know me, I don't know who I was kidding. Like, I am so witchy, woo woo, magical unicorn baby. Like, what was I doing with my life? Um, and so anywho, I pushed it because maybe I was scared, you know, there's a, I won't get into it, but anywho, we got to unicorn wellness. And while I was working with Brie, I started manifesting some things. So I did have like some really good magic brewing, but the issue was that I would manifest things and I would still feel unhappy. So by the time I got to you and your work, Tandy, I was at this place where I was realizing that. I was manifesting from a wounded space that I was manifesting things that I thought I should want based on other people or expectations that I just took on as my own or from society, you know, whatever. And I wasn't trusting my intuition. I was coming, I was working, working on things, but I wasn't being guided by my intuition. And so I would do things or sign up for programs. And then when they wouldn't work or when I wasn't feeling like they were doing what they were supposed to, well, it was because I chose them without really asking my intuition whether or not that was the right thing. I was just kind of like grasping at straws for healing, honestly. Um, And so... Right before I joined Magical Mentoring for the first time, it was during the pandemic. And fun fact, on Lionsgate, which is when we're recording today, Lionsgate 2020, I had an issue with my unemployment. Um, I went almost four months without any unemployment support. And on Lionsgate, I was like, I'm getting unemployment. I, I like manifested it, whatever. And fun fact, my unemployment came through that weekend. So after that, literally the next week, I booked a call for magical mentoring. I have it in my, I looked up the other day I, in my calendar. I, the next week I booked a magical mentoring call. Cause once I had some financial stability, I was like, there's something else going on here and I need to figure out what it is. And I, unfortunately with the different programs I was doing and whatnot, they weren't addressing the underlying things. Yeah. And that wasn't the the program's fault necessarily. It was because it just wasn't a good fit for me. Yeah. And yeah, there, there was a lot of things going on. And so I got to Magical Mentoring. And what I love about Magical Mentoring is that you come in maybe with this like checklist of things you want. Like you want to do this or I want to get this thing, right? And Tandy holds space and says, great. And then... Instead, you work on things that feel unrelated or things that are just kind of like, you're like, really? You want me to do hip circles? What? Like, how is this going to get me X, Y, Z? But in reality, it's like you're working on these underlying wounds that are actually holding you back from what you really want. And I think that's what 
drew me to magical mentoring was almost the fact that while we have goals, there's also no end goal. Wherever you go with it is where you need to go with it. I don't know if I can explain it any clearer. It sounds really out there, but it's like there was almost like I wasn't fixing XYZ. Instead, I was getting all these things I wanted by healing and working towards healing some really major wounds that we all, especially folks who identify as female, have. Yeah. I would say, yeah, right. Most of them, I would say most of us have different forms of these wounds that we we work on. So that's where I was when I got to magical mentoring. And yeah, what a journey it has been. It's been quite a journey. And it's so fascinating because I love that you have notes. And I also remember that 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 your unemployment stuff was in the Lionsgate because you're Leo Sun. Yeah. I'm a Leo rising. And so we talk a lot about our Leo placements because they're so important. (laughs) But I do really look forward to Lionsgate every year. It also always sneaks up on me. Because to me, energetically, this is the opportunity, like energetically, to walk through the gates of abundance. Like today, literally today. It Energetics are not like a light switch. They don't go on today and off tonight. It's a five-day lead-in and a five-day outro. But Leo season in general, I think, offers us this. And then we have this highlight of like this power wash of our heart frequency. So I love that you are sharing that you're like, I can manifest like I'm manifesting things, but it's like trauma bonding with man through manifestation, right? Like, I mean, this is coming up a lot lately. And as somebody who and, and Kelly, I don't think I've looked at your full astrological natal chart because I don't think you've had. I don't I don't remember I don't know yours as well I know Deanna's pretty well because we've spent four years in it but we've always talked a lot about there's a lot of fire placements in both of our charts and women with a lot of fire placements present very in masculine behaviors that in our culture are like really challenging and we're high manifestors because we're really driven there's a lot of energy fire is magic it's transformative and so we've had a lot of discussions about manifesting through just sheer will like i will pull this fucker in right and then you hear all these people who are talking spirituality of like you should just come to and it should be attracted and it's like magnetizing i'm like what the fuck are you talking about You can do it all kinds of ways. I do think it can be easier and more fluid. I do think it requires some effort sometimes. And yet we can manifest out of alignment to our soul's space. And this is the wacky one that you're like, but I manifested it. That don't always mean it's for you, boo. Oh, I let me just give you the tidbit. This was the iceberg that like kind of tipped me over. And it was almost a full year before I started magical mentoring. I literally manifested a contract, an acting contract, and I got it. I went out, did my thing. I will say I don't regret it. It was like an amazing experience. But I in I was towards getting my equity card at this point, and I was like, okay, this is the thing. This is the thing. After the the contract, I came back to the city. And I just had no, I didn't want to audition at all. I had no will for it. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but there's literally no, I'm not excited about it. I don't feel like I, I'm drawn to this work anymore. And it's so crazy because I literally manifested this audition and this uh, gig out of thin air. 
And that was when I started realizing like, okay, something's off. And it took me, you know, a couple months before we actually got into mentoring together. But um, yeah, I was manifesting things left and right, like that were totally not right for me. And the universe kept like slapping me in the face (laughs) until I finally listened. (laughs) Well, I think this is such a big one because we can manifest things. We can have things show up. And then we as humans, I always say this about the body too. Like our body is communicating with us all the time, but usually our translation as a human is off, right? And so the universe communicates with us all the time. But often as a human, our translation's off, which is really weird because things will show up and you will think because they showed up that that means that's the accurate, correct path. And I know a lot of people, they they do not like the um, language I use around this and maybe it needs some healing, but I also just sometimes want to just get straight to it, right? The universe is going to test us and it says, is this really what you want? I mean, this is easy and it just showed up. Is it in alignment? right? The power of no and turning things down from the universe. Talk about some magic, right? Because when you say, no, that's not what I ordered. That's not in alignment. It used to be, that used to work for me. It doesn't work for me anymore. Then the universe goes, ah, they're evolving. They're in alignment. They're in tune. They know what to say no to as well as what to say yes to, right? Okay. So Diana. Where you were at the beginning, (laughs) tell us this again. Not enough time in the world for this one, but keep going. Oh my gosh, the universe was like alert on that one. Okay, so where, nutshell then, when you came to Magical Mentoring, where were you at? Succinct, little bitty. Yeah, I would say I was at one of my like lowest lows. Like I was really like, and I don't say that lightly. Um, I up until this point, all throughout my early 20s, I, you know, through having very toxic acting jobs and then also dealing with a ton of messaging from my body of like, this is not in alignment. I literally was like having like headaches, digestive distress Mm -hmm. all the time. Like the body was really alerting me. So when I finally got to mentoring, I was like, I'll do anything. I was like, (laughs) please just let me feel better. And also I started realizing I'm like, I have to stop pushing back the, the, for lack of a better term, like the magic and the woo. Like Mm -hmm. I was pushing so hard against it. Like I finally got into Pilates. Yay me. (laughs) But like getting myself to meditate, getting myself to actually really, uh, Thankfully, by the time I got to you, I was actually starting doing tarot for myself, which is really what opened up my eyes to all of this stuff. But yeah, when I started, when I got to Magical Mentoring originally, I was at my low. Like I said, I was kind of dealing with transitioning out of acting, not sure what I even wanted to do at all. Like I tried for a hot second to be an entrepreneur and coaching, which I definitely think is in my future sometime soon. Um, but at the time I wasn't ready. I wasn't healed. I I wasn't healed enough to be helping anybody else. So I came to magical mentoring at this very low point where I just did not know what was next. And of course we were also all collectively dealing with a pandemic, which just put extra fire underneath everything. Um, so that's where I started. Do you want me to say like, yes, I do where I went. Yeah. (laughs) This is the fun stuff. Um, (laughs) of course it was not all fun getting here. Um, (laughs) I'm sure Kelly can attest to this as well. Um, 
So I just wrote a quick list because there has been so many beautiful things that has happened through magical mentoring. I, I don't even think I can list them all, but here's the the first couple of things. When my first session of magical mentoring, my first three months or four months, I literally manifested a job position in a totally different field that I had never worked in. That didn't and I, exist. It didn't exist. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I totally forgot that. Yeah, literally, I I wrote like a, I was like a cold email to the hiring people and was like, yeah, this, this position doesn't exist in New York yet, but it should and I need to be the person. Um, so totally shifted and got a whole new job in a whole new field, literally out of thin air. Uh, manifested that and got the job. Um, about a year after that, we had been working together for that point, like a year and change. I manifested a new position within the job that is so much more in alignment for me. I'm crushing, pat on my back. Um, <laughs> I make like money's really interesting. I make like four times what I made before I started magical mentoring. Yeah. Like that is fucking insane. I never thought I would make this much money and I know that I'll be making more in the future. And that's fucking incredible. Um, I found tarot for myself and now others. I'm able to help people through tarot readings, which has been so beautiful. And like just it, that sincerely is everything's been an amazing gift. That is one of the biggest gifts. It fills my heart so much to be able to now share this love and this connection with spirit through tarot with other people. Um so I, that was something that came out of it. And then the last thing, which is a pretty big thing, is um, my partner and I moved across the country to an area that from an outsider might seem like literally left field because we have nobody here, no families out here. But for us, it just feels like where we need to be. And yeah, that's just the tip of the iceberg but that's some of the big things that have happened in the last you know four years of working together with tandy and magical mentoring i love it one i just need to say you are an incredible reader the moment you began magical mentoring i knew this was a part of your path it actually had these very interesting reflections and sparkles of i started with a tarot reader when i was 16 and i remember her doing a reading for me around 19 that she was like this is what you'll be doing and i was like what the fuck no it's not it's not fucking i know kelly's like i wish kelly's mic was on because her laugh is the best and she's like literally laughing hysterically at me right now at me and i received that um because when she did that reading i was like what the fuck you know i was so young and i had i just had no idea and so when you came, there's a couple of you that have come, you know, from the very beginning. I was like, oh, I know why you're here. This is, I mean, like, this is actually mentoring. Like, this is really what we're doing. But you have such a clear channel that it is hysterical to hear you say that you, you fought it so hard. I mean, we, you, you struggled with it and fought it. And then it's like, you're like, yes, I manifested all these things. And they are wonderful. They're amazing. But you're like, this is the thing that fills my heart that makes me feel connected. The spirituality piece, like, you know, Kelly was sharing is like, she was trying to pull spirituality back into her life and you need safe spaces to do that. And in a patriarchal culture, we don't really know what that looks like, right? Like religion is doctrine that you follow that says, I will gatekeep your access to, to something divine. And spirituality says, you find your own path to it. It's yours, like your connection, you got a direct link up to it, but how you link up is different for everyone. And you got to explore a lot of things. And the tarot is the same for me. It's very similar, right? I feel so connected, so safe, so supported. I mean, I side eye a lot of shit and I still struggle and be like, what the fuck was that message? That was some bullshit. But it's, it is, I love to hear you say that and just shout out. 
I have you do readings for me. Believe me, I'll be on your doorstep more. Because I was like, can you hurry up and like offer these? Because this is where you, what you need to be doing. So there. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It is. Yeah, it is sincerely. The everything's been amazing. It's all been very integral to my healing. But the tarot specifically and the channeling and getting more comfortable a for myself to just like receive those messages and trust them. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting a little verklempt. Um, but also then being able to do it in any form for someone else, especially for my own mentor. That's like, come on, like I, mm, reclaiming all of the, the magic, the witch energy, like all of that has just been, that has been worth every every penny every minute of magical mentoring Hmm. well that makes me so happy because I really uh, my intention like the reason I chose mentoring I say coaching so people understand what it is you know what I mean but I really intend a mentoring space meaning we're peers from the moment you step in right like everyone comes with their own expertise it is a container that I hold I am driving the ship like you're not like listing along on your own I'm gonna push and you know, pokey pokey y'all for growth. But my intention here is that we activate as peers, right? Like that we're, if, if you didn't love what resonated in the reading that you come to the table with like, okay, that may have been your channel. Cool. Valid. My channel says, nah, like, no, thank you. Right. And then we can work through that of like, yeah, cool. The energy shifted. I get it. Maybe the universe is moving it through so that you know how to say no. Right. Like that has happened in so many readings in one on one where it's like, I know this is not really what they're supposed to be doing, but it's a little bit of like a test of like, are they going to say that this isn't what they're or are they going to blind be led by a coach or a mentor? Does that make sense? So, OK, yeah. a little off track, but but in the pocket, too, of like, I I want you all to grow into that self-empowerment where you all recognize and realize and know that you are also peer. I'm just a person. I'm just a channel. Right. But like how many containers have we been in where that is not the case? Yeah. Kelly, you want to, I think you might have something to share about that. (laughs) There's something really interesting happening in the, in a, in a particular corner of the coaching world right now where people are recognizing that, the language offered often is I want to help you to reclaim agency essentially. But what's actually demonstrated is I'm the authority. If you don't fucking listen to me, then get out. And that's so gross. <laughs> and that that's not the space that you hold. That's not the container that you facilitate. That's not, that's not what happens in magical mentoring. It's very much, um, you know, this is, this is coming through and in the, in the group space, which is what I've been in, like, this is coming through. I'm not sure who it's for, or this is coming through. It's really loud for, it's for several of you or whatever. And then, you know, sometimes it'll be like, oh, that old blanket, get it off the back of the couch. And seven of us are saying, well, fuck, I guess I'll get the old blanket off of the couch, you know, or whatever. And, and um, it's, it's really interesting because there's not, Though it is very clear that you are the one steering the ship, it's not hierarchical like so many spaces are. It's not like, I know all of the things and therefore I must impart them to you and you must take every word that I say as, you know, fucking gold or whatever. It's it's very much about 
reclaiming your own agency within the context of the container that that you create. Can I add something to that? Absolutely. Um, can I like give like the general format of magical mentoring here as well? Yeah, like for okay. your one-on-one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the reason I'm bringing it up, I'll get to it in a second, the connection, but I love that Kelly, because I also hundred percent agree because even on one-on-one, which is more like, you know, we're literally working just together that, you know, you get a tarot reading, you, you discuss what you want to ask or what's what you're, you're healing or whatever. You get a reading from Tandy, you get a to-do list, right? And then as the, the person in the program, I am the one who is doing the to-do list, hopefully. Um, and then the great thing is, is then you have a, like a, a chat a connection with and a call with Tandy and we go through the to-do list. And what's really great and why it's so different from other like containers is the fact that I can say I didn't do that and here's why or Tandy often asks like oh okay what was the resistance to this and like it's not in a a blamey way it's it's in a what like let's dig into that because that's probably where the healing is that's where the work is and so even with a to-do list it's yes of course I have found it be to be very helpful to actually do the to-do list. But if you don't, or if you have resistance towards it, or if there is something that just isn't resonating with you, there is space and actually invitation to talk about it or to work through it or to say like, wow, okay, that came through, but it wasn't a good fit or whatever the case, right? Um, And so I found even on the one-on-one space that to be exactly true. And I will say the one thing that I think is kind of why I'm excited, um, you know, that Magical Mentoring, the group space is there is because while I love the one-on-one attention, I mean, Leo's son over here, um, (laughs) the one thing that I think is is kind of missing in the one-on-one space is the fact that everyone's siloed and doing their own um, thing. Of course, I'm sure Tandy is the mentor. You can say that a lot of us are working on similar things. Um, But the thing is, we're siloed, right? And so I think the beauty of group is that everyone is doing the same to-do list. Everyone's getting a collective reading. And what's amazing, I'm sure, Kelly, maybe you can say this, I'm just assuming, is that how it resonates, how it fits into their life, how it affects them is 100% going to be different person to person. And that's why group is so special because you have these different experiences, you're all doing the same things, and you're able to share those experiences with each other and learn from each other. And I'm, uh, can you tell I'm a fan of group, even though I'm not even there yet? (laughs) Kelly, do you want to? Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say that that is absolutely the case of what happens in the group space. And to build off of what you were saying, um, there's not any sort of punishment for not doing a part of the to-do list. It's not like, well, since you fucked around, here's how you're going to find out. Like, it's not, it's not that at all. It's very gentle and caring and loving and compassionate. I'm like, okay, well, if that didn't resonate, let's talk about why. Let's figure that out. Was it really your work to not do that? Did you need to do something else? Or is it your work to discover why you're so resistant to this thing so that you can do it? There's not a like, yeah, there's there's not any sort of like punitive <laughs> retribution for well, not doing is, 
totally. So again, really the reason we've gathered here today is because I hear, you know, when people are considering it, they get really anxious about, I need to look at my calendar to make sure I can show up for this. And I totally understand that. Like, I, I get it. Like we are human. I will say the same things of like, how is this functionally going to implement in my life? Do I have the space? And I'm like, y'all, this is way less than you think it's going to be and strangely more powerful for your progress and your healing because it is mostly about receiving. This isn't about earning your worth. This is not about just like, I mean, yes, there's going to be triggers and hopefully we'll have like a minute or two to talk about that. Like we're not here to trigger things and make things more difficult. Like it's, it's to be in receiving, it's to be in awareness and yes, again, everyone comes at it from different places. One of the things I'm, I'm a very, you know, multiplicitous like space holder, like the yes and, 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 you know, like, especially in a group container of if somebody be resisting the to-do list time and time again, right? Then, yeah, as your mentor, I'm going to come in and be like, hey, now, like, you did invest in this. Like, if you're not going to do any of it, like, really, what is the point, right? And I have totally witnessed people show up particular, I will say that doesn't tend to work in one-on-one for whatever reason. In group, I have totally witnessed people that are like, yeah, I didn't fucking do the list. Their whole life fucking changes, Like they have manifested different careers. They have moved out of relationships because they're in frequency and resonance, right? Like we're all different learners proprioceptively. So some people don't actually, I'm going to say this, I know. And then somebody's going to come to group and be like, you said, so I don't have to do it. And I'm like, no, I didn't mean that. But like some people just need to be in awareness with the frequency. Like they just need the call out to themselves. And I got to be honest, as like a really messy witch and like, you know, Lilith energy, I love somebody who can go, fuck no, that wasn't for me. I didn't do it. I didn't fucking do it. You know what I mean? Like with unabashed shamelessness. Now, of course, there are reasons they didn't do it. They're raising three children. They just transitioned their job. So, you know, it's important to understand. I think one of the things that I keep hearing and that I experienced in other containers and what I hear from other people with other coaches is that we have lost our capacity for, like, um, context, right? Of, like, there we have got to understand the context of where our experience is coming from. Like, one, we, in this particular episode, all identify as female right? In this lifetime. That is a particular context to our experience in the world, right? Like Kelly and I both identify as queer in this world. That is another particular context, completely different experiences of how we've navigated it, but that's a different context as to where we're coming from, if and when we are either in resistance or resonance to the to-do list that's like the work that is tasked of us or offered to us, right? And so This is something that I hope, and you all can reflect or not, or just let me rant, that in magical mentoring, that we start to understand and refer to our own context into why something's not happening or why it is happening or why we resist it or why it just isn't resonating. And I feel like, Dion, I still have this posted up here, and I think it's from one of our sessions, like, we're all who are drawn to this work. I'm going to do air quotes if you're not, you know, watching the video excellent students 
meaning we all have a wound of perfectionism if we are drawn to magical mentoring that we are trying to unravel and dismantle put on us by the patriarchy you better be perfect in order to earn your worth or those in a, that identify as female are worthless right and so you are someone who would come about the to-do list and we, you know, that you're like, I think I'm resisting this. And I was listening to you, like this was a couple years in. And I was like, my love, I don't think you're resisting it. I just don't think it's resonating with you this time. Like, and so we need to get to these places of understanding our own context. Like, and then how do we determine, are we resisting this work or is it just not resonating? right now and from the moment that reading happens energy is shifting and moving and so by the time you get to that to do the resonance can change like as a channel that's like one of the funkiest things of like whoop, okay the energy changed already cool you know that always seems like a little bit of a test from the universe what are you gonna do now because it's different yeah. <laughs> no i yeah i totally yeah, that is something I, I definitely said. That posted is me. Um, yeah, I I think too, it's so funny because before that we went there, I was thinking to myself like, but do the to-do list, yeah. do it. <laughs> because I will say, if it's something that you're like, it, it, again, I think it's resisting versus resonance. It's like there once you start having context and you understand the difference between the two, Yeah, if, if you're if you're if neither of those things are happening like do it just do it because i promise it's going to help but then um yeah reflecting on on the perfectionism and the the resonance i think what's interesting too is like when you really start getting into this work is you can recognize when something is like said to you but either it's not the right time like a good example would be i'll share a little insider knowledge of myself in my last reading um this past cycle, um, you mentioned, um, you know, like just getting ready for the fall. I might have like some, you know, seasonal depression I deal with myself. So like just making sure I was bolstered. Right. And then you and I off offline, we're talking a lot about how this, this, especially cancer season, but this summer in general has felt more like shadow season. And so it's funny because we were in that reading, you were like, get ready for the fall and whatever. I actually felt like it was resonating more this summer, like immediately, not necessarily for the fall. And so again, that whole, whole thing of the energy is shifting when I get it, when it's received, it's like, once you start this work and you really understand yourself, you start to notice, is this really like for me, is this resonating? Am I resisting? Or is this just like, in the wrong timing like is it something i need to know but maybe yeah. not right now or whatever so i hope that made sense well it's also again not to remove me from responsibility but also i am human and i am a channel and so i bring through message well but i bring through messaging and i i really earnestly i do try and as much to not have a um skin in the game particularly when i've, I've been reading for you all for a long time like um, I actually feel like it's one of my strong suits as a reader. Like I really can just channel, just bring the information through and not be attached to it. And even as I'm bringing information through, I'm doing the very best I can to take literally what feels like weird scattered energy to put language to it, to implement it, that my translation got the information to you, but it may not be the translation that you need. 
Is that helpful? Like, yeah. Kelly's nodding her head too. What you thinking over there, Kelly? What I one of the one of the things that I appreciate most about the way that you run readings and then the like historical context that you apply to the information that we go through is that you offer so many resources. So like extra books to read and extra articles to read, extra podcasts to listen to or whatever that will go more in depth than what your channel does in a particular direction. And so then that does allow for the nuance of this is how my channel is interpreting it because I am a fucking human. And also here's some other shit that might be really helpful for you. So like when it doesn't, when it hasn't clicked exactly immediately when you've like done a reading or whatever, and then we get to the call and you do the historical context and the other stuff that you deliver during, like after the guided meditation that you offer, um, the additional resources that you offer, if something hasn't clicked immediately, have really helped to fill in the gaps. And there's been a, there's been a lot of reading that I've done, a lot of research that I've done that has helped to, when something just like didn't quite line up for me, like, I don't fucking know what that meant. Then I would go and like, read the book or whatever and go, oh, that's the thing I see. (laughs) Well, and I love this because the goal is to empower you all. I, you know, Taurus sun over here. I want things to hit the concrete so that you can apply for things to be better, literally because you showed up, right? Because value is important to me and functionality is like hyper important to me. And so we also are time boxed, you know, like our group calls are two hours, two and a half hours long. And they're, they actually blow past, but it's long and it's a lot to ask of people. So I'm trying to be as succinct as I can. One, two, this is your growth and your healing, right? And so you need to discover for yourself sometimes these fill in pieces that like, I, I try to be really clear, particularly well, overall, for magical mentoring, I'm not here to teach the history of things, right? I am here to teach the channel and to hold the container for healing and for catharsis and for change and for transformation. So, like, I just, I love that, Kelly, because that's that's the whole goal is, like, I also want you all to be empowered by education, right? Like, you don't know it until you know it. And so that's awesome because again this is not a hierarchical setup yes i am clearly holding the space i am clearly driving the ship like we are not going to have that argument in the container it's not crowdsourced group coaching for each other because i'm a leo rising um but i do want us to be sitting in a circle everyone in their own throne and for that to happen you'll need to do a little extra diving a little extra reading a little extra listening because that's the joy of life of like that expansion of knowledge and curiosity that we could not possibly pack in with everything else that we pack in so Okay, because we could literally talk forever because I'm very excited and I love you all so much. Um, I would like 
what would I like to do to finish out? Um, well, I think it's, let's take a little tiny pin in it, okay, of this fall. This is how I'm going to contextualize this. This fall, I am not holding space for one-on-one -on -one mentoring, okay? And so we're talking, you're like, why would you have Diana on to talk about one-on-one -on -one mentoring for years now? I am only offering group mentoring. And there will be multiple cohorts of group, it looks like, which is part of my messaging. Like, part of this was like, oh, this is scary to let go of group after four years. I mean, one-on-one -on -one after four years to grow into larger groups. Um, but this was a, an issue of trust for me and transformation of trusting the channeling that I was getting. And I was like, oh, this is going to, okay, this affects my income as well as my clients and their trust and stability and their foundations and Oh, here we go. Right. And with that messaging, I mean, Kelly, you've already touched on this, like in a really wonderful way. The power of the collective healing is really fascinating, you know, and what's so loud right now, which is why I'm not only in the fall offering one on one mentoring. I don't know what will happen in the spring. I don't know what the information is going to be then. I have no idea. But as a as a culture. Where, you know, cancel culture has really had so many of us, like, scared or it's just had the seeping in of, like, I'm not going to say things out loud. I'm going to do my healing, like, really closed off. Like, I know the power and the purpose of one-on-one -on -one healing. Sometimes you really do need that direct attention and that deep, 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 deep dive. But what I started to witness in the last two years of group mentoring was that my one-on-one -on -one mentees, I felt like you all were missing out. Like, you know, for those who are familiar with the tarot, the hermit card, right? The hermit goes off into the mountains by, by themselves for meditation, for reading, for daydreaming, for journaling, for channeling, for walking, for resting. And so we get this idea that the hermit is only a closed off, singular, silent entity, Right. But the hermit we forget goes away always with the purpose of coming back down off the mountain into community and culture to teach. The hermit is a teacher. Now, that doesn't mean you actually have to teach like modeled behavior, how you live in the world teaches people because you come in contact with them. And so I felt like, honestly, what I, the messaging I was getting and some of what I was experiencing was that the one on one mentees were actually just off in the mountains alone. And then it's starting to feel lonely. And that healing doesn't happen in a vacuum. We are souls bouncing off of people all day long. We're going to get triggered all day long. You are not healed if you are not in community and connecting with other people. Like, well, maybe that's a little too strong. But like, maybe that was a little too forward of me. I'm sorry. But we do have to test. There's that word again. We have to put it into action. So like, I have a 16-year-old kid now. You know, he can read the driver's manual, but if he does not get in that car, he is not going to learn how to drive. And so all of my messaging, which was challenging to say out loud, because I love you all so much and I can feel your frequency and I knew some of the responses I was going to get, that my goal as a mentor is to create, you know, a space that is circular, that we are all as equals, but we are learning how to connect in community with each other. Because I think people in our polarized culture have really forgotten how to have constructive discord or how to opt out. Like, I don't need to argue with them. I actually don't need to converse. I do not need to do the emotional labor here. 
or I do need to do the emotional labor. I choose to do the emotional labor in this experience, in this conversation. So how do I do that safely for myself and actually in care of community and others, right? Like you can connect with people and really disagree. You can do that in graceful ways that aren't totally old school, like etiquette. We've just, I think, really lost that ability in the last few years because of the pandemic, because of politics, because of a lot of things. So the fall is only group mentoring because in community, Kelly, you were, you know, communicating about it being that being held and being received and being heard. That's an experience a lot of us have never had, number one. And two, you know, I've always taught from the space of you can't really change the world. I know everybody's like, what? Actually, you can't. You can only change, grow, heal, expand yourself. By doing so, you literally change the face of the world. Right. And so if we can learn that it is safe to do that within community, right? Like the, the little the trait part of like we're more alike than we give ourselves credit for, right? Media is so exaggerated and exacerbated. But when you get into practical applications with people and places and things, yes, there are extreme bullshit, fucked up toxic situations. There are also maybe more connections than we are skilled to navigate just waiting for us. So community is where it's at in the fall (laughs) and where we're being called to. And I I always leave the option open because I know spirit is so weird. They're so weird, you know, because it could be a hot second. And then one-on-one opens again because this is where we need the work to be. But this group container, I think we're all really scared of being in group because we want to make sure we have the right answers, that we don't embarrass anybody, that we don't, you know, say the wrong pronoun. It's like we don't learn unless we fuck up. And it's okay to remind and it's okay to go, I'm sorry, let me do that again. Right? Or, wow, why was that triggering? (laughs) Okay. Right? Comments, questions, responses. I'll just mention because, you know, my program for the fall, my one-on-one is being faded out for right now. And I want to just like respond and say, I kind of felt like, and I want to be clear, I don't mean in a way of like, I am healed. Not like that. Um, But for me, when you told me that, I felt like it was the world card. Like I I'm at the point, especially now that I've been doing tarot for others and things like that. I'm at this point where I still, we all still have healing to do. It's not, it's never done. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is like, I had to grab, I'm graduating now. Like I I need to graduate and actually group is for me a graduation because I need to be in space with other folks who are like dealing with these energies are channeling these energies and also to be there to also, you know, trust others with my own stuff and also just be there as someone that they can trust as well. Cause if I can't be in a space with people who, uh, what's the word people who respond to this type of work, how can people trust me as a reader? You know, especially as I'm starting to do this more tarot work and, and reading for folks, it's, it's, I had to graduate. So for me, 
I'm really excited because I feel like it's actually a step up for me to be going to group magical mentoring versus um, just the one-on-one stuff, which I freaking love. But I do think it's time for me to, you know, open up myself to others and also let folks be open to me. Beautiful. It's so interesting that you're talking about going to group as sort of sort of an up level is what I'm going to say. That wasn't your word, but that's what I'm going to say. Um, because I think so commonly, especially in any sort of coaching or healing spaces, it's seen as like the group is like your intro. And at some point, then you'll need to advance to the one-on-one work. And while that can be true, because yes, one-on-one work can go more in-depth than what is possible in a group setting. And I'm absolutely not anti-one-on-one. I I offer one-on-one coaching for my clients as well, you know, but like (laughs) it's not an exclusive concept that you go from group to one-on-one and that's the up level. Going from one-on-one to group can also be an up level because of everything that you were just saying. Like there is such, there is such healing that is available in community And there is such healing that is available by allowing yourself to be in community that just can't possibly exist in a one-on-one setting. Um, Yeah. I feel like I could just like tout the benefits of group containers all day long, but. (laughs) (laughs) Please do. Um, Well, it was, I don't want to say surprising because I'm not surprised anymore messaging and energy and how it flows. Like I really am not. I'm definitely the person who's like, dry face of like yeah this is what's coming like just let's hop to acceptance because you know being surprised by shit just stalls you from actually moving through with progress like but it is always interesting because that's exactly the energetics and messaging that I've been getting I knew there would be some resistance to it because I also understand the value of one-on-one work and like we've lived so deeply I mean really intensely in it for the last four years And this is the level up. This is how do we connect? How do we heal as a community and as a culture? And Deanna, you said something and I thought it was going someplace different. I went to a gorgeous space, but it's also this idea of like how, you know, for the one-on-one mentees, you all have had a lot of dedicated time, like a lot more conversation. Like you said, there's just details we cannot do in group, but you all are there as space holders too, as actual mentees, like apprentices moving into holding the space. Now that doesn't put, that doesn't mean you have to solve anything. It's an energetic space. Like there's a lot of language navigation. There is a lot of energetic navigation that you then get to share in this up-leveled way of less verbal processing and and more energetic processing that I just think like I I trust right like I just trust I just am so excited it's like everything in me last year was like can we just put them together now can we please like because here's the thing that where I thought it was going if you can't trust in a like-minded safe cohort right? We're talking 20 people per cohort. 
It's not a lot. I mean, it's a lot, but it's also not a lot. If we can't trust those we know who've been vetted by me, at least to some extent, who are interested in this work, who are doing this work, then who the hell can we trust? Gets a little scary then if we can't trust each other. <laughs> and I find that in doing all this healing work, you know, as a space holder and as a person, that trust is actually a muscle. We we have to flex it. We have to practice it to strengthen it. Like if you don't practice trusting yourself or trusting other people, is like it's weak. You don't know how to do it. So we're gonna flex it a lot in the fall. Okay. Um. Kelly, any final thoughts that you want to be seen or heard in this space? I don't think so. I'm excited to, okay, listen. I'm excited to work with um, this this person, this not person, this deity, this uh, has been sitting on my desk since you announced that i was like oh well she's been showing up for me for a little bit now you're telling me that i'm working with her in the fall okay let's do that let's do that Kelly, magical um, mentoring seems to be like the hookup for you where like you're thinking it and then the universe is like we're gonna do this over here and you're like oh yeah yeah that's how it was with mary magdalene that's how it was with hecate as well and i'm just like okay well okay Kelly <laughs> ma she coming for us she back she's back i love it diana Final thoughts to leave with our Final listeners? thoughts? Oh, so many. I'll try to be succinct. I think what I'll say is come sit with us. We're fun. We're a safe space. Amazing humans. What 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 else could you wish for? Come yeah. hang out with us. Right. It's interesting that you say that. I'm gonna affirm that because the frequency of the humans that this work attracts is truly different than other places and spaces. And I've had other coaches come in to help with things or like when other coaches come in to take the course, I tend to be a teacher's teacher, which is awesome. Like that they're always like, your groups are so like, they end up saying nice, but it's that frequency of that heart frequency. Like it's a true heart frequency. It's a truly open heart frequency. Like, is everybody like, no, does everybody know the same things? No. Do they all come from the same perspective? Absolutely not. But they are there to love and to learn. And last thing, if you're listening to this podcast, you're meant to be here. I'm just saying that. No, sincerely, I feel that Tandy in general, you talk about this sometimes, like if you're sitting on the sidelines, if you're watching, if you're like listening, if you are here and you're like, oh, yes, but, but mm -hmm. you're meant to be here and you should not should. We would welcome you. I'm sorry, Tandy. I'm like welcoming people in. I hope I... that's okay. <laughs> what? Girl, my woman, you do it. But I agree, right? Like if you are, are like, ooh, this is interesting. And and I'll I'll do our little shameless plug at the very end for that. But I appreciate it. And it's true. This frequency isn't for everybody. It's not a fit for everybody. One of the things we didn't talk about, and we are going to close off here, is that, you know, it, you will get triggered. There are some things that are real uncomfortable that happen. It's happening in a safe space. It is for your healing. And this work is not for everybody. And that's not to gatekeep either. That's to be like, we're going to get on a phone call and explore it and see. And I am really honest about like whether it's a fit at this time or not. That doesn't mean like 
it's not going to be a fit later or it isn't right now. It's just like, there's no expectation. We do like genuine presence and awareness. Maybe, maybe not. We're not going to know until we communicate about it. So, but we calling y'all in. We're ready. <laughs> so said, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to thank you both for sharing your time and your magic in this episode. Like makes my heart so happy. Um, Kelly, where can our listeners find you? Because they want you and your coaching and your training. Because she's fabulous. Where can they find you? I am Kelly Lynn Jewel on Instagram and TikTok. KellyLynnJewel.com is my website. Um, and yeah, you should totally come hang out with me on on the socials and whatnot. I'm a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I can confirm that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can. Love it. And Diana. Please let us know where our listeners can connect with you after this episode. I'd love to. Um, best place to find me is on Instagram at Queenie of Wands. Um, that's where you can find all my stuff, including if you ever want to book a tarot reading with me. I'd love to read for you. And I can confirm Kelly is a wonderful good time. I thoroughly enjoy your sales tip content especially they always resonate resonate with this sales witch so 10 out of 10 i just agree on the 10 out of 10 for both of you because you're here and i love you all so much all right my loves um of course all the links will be below in the show notes for everyone to refer back to and you can find both of these lovelies after this episode please go follow them please go find them um and a perhaps not so gentle reminder the group magical mentoring is opening for enrollment august 25th to september 5th i'm scheduling exploration calls within that time so if today's episode resonates if it piques your interest if it pings at all Head to the link in the show notes and schedule your 30-minute exploration call with me. It's totally free. There are no expectations, like literally. Like some people come and they're like, oh, this is going to be for me. And we get into conversation. I'm like, ooh, you actually don't need all this right now, like in a loving way. And then some people are like, "Uh, well, I don't. I'm like, oh, this is a perfect fit. (laughs) Oh, you don't even know how this is going to support you in your expansion. Um, And sometimes people get on the call with me and it really isn't a fit. And like, there's a breakthrough in that 30 minutes. Like I love to connect with people. It's so fun. So I just, I want to encourage y'all to schedule, you know, don't, don't do the, but the, uh, 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 or the distancing, like take the first leap of trust and faith of exploration and that first opportunity to not have expectation. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Right. So um, link below in the show notes. This is running September through December of 2023 in the true deep shadow season. I know we're so excited. The witches over here are so excited. Um, So it's unicornwellnessstudio.com. Click on mentoring. You can read all the details there. Thank you all. I love you so much. Now it's time, if you haven't already, to hit the subscribe button so you never miss this magic. If this episode has you thinking of someone else who needs this spark, share it. And if it resonates with you to rate and review the podcast, I would be ever so grateful. The more ratings and reviews the show has, the easier it is for other seeking souls to find their healing home base. It's a super simple way for you to support someone else's healing. If you have topics you'd like to hear me cover or guests you'd like to hear on the show, or hey, you just want to say hi, 
DM me on Instagram at Tandy underscore Gutierrez. And make sure to check out all of my offerings at unicornwellnessstudio.com. Links are below in the show notes. I love you so very much. And remember, healing is for you. And it all starts with just that one Reclaiming definitions for business, entrepreneurship, and success that aren't dripping with oppression. Redefining identities that aren't based on the cis-heteronormative white supremacist patriarchy we find ourselves living in. That's what I'm doing for myself, what I've helped thousands of other women do, and what I'm here to help you do. If you're into it, there are two ways to currently work with me. One, for business and sales, I offer a program called Selling You. It's a lifetime membership jam-packed with value. Sales and systems training to build a financially and energetically sustainable business with practical application, weekly coaching, and a shitload of community support. Plus the option to upgrade into more of a mastermind-esque pathway with both virtual and in-person celebratory retreats. Though truly, I hate the word mastermind, but it's what's culturally understood. And number two, society tries to shove us into boxes, which means we often forget pieces of ourselves, of our core truths, and that can lead to a place where we no longer recognize parts of us. The Rexy Collective, my low-cost community, and Reclamation, my weekend retreats and deeper dive coaching, are designed to help you remember who the fuck you are and reclaim those pieces, because your truth was never meant to be shoved in a box. I also reserve a handful of one-to-one coaching spots for which I currently have a wait list to be the first to know when my next one-to-one spot opens up and get the inside scoop for everything I offer. Check out the details at kellylynnjewel.com. You can sign up for my email list there too. I'd love to sprinkle delight into your inbox, but only with your consent, of course. Follow me on all the socials at kelly.lynn.jewel. I'm having tons of fun with TikTok right now, but have an everlasting love affair with Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You know, the main places. And hey, if you like what you're hearing here on the pod, rate, review, and tell a friend.